I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media and DailyThunder.com. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning! It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Alex. It's yes. Great, it's a great week. We play tonight. <laughs> the Mellow Bowl tonight. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> so what, what do we do with the game that Mellow had the other night? Uh, I don't know what you do with it since you are a mellow hater. I say that this is a, another game in the long and illustrious career of Carmelo Anthony. Not a surprise. I feel like it's almost best case scenario. for the What? That mellow thinks he's the man again. He is the man. His teammates love him. Jason oh. Quick's releasing a 5,000 word article on him today on The Athletic. It's Mellow Day. I mean, here's the deal. If you're around Mellow, you'll love him. Like You just will. Yeah. He was easily the most lovable guy on that Thunder team. He was awesome. He was fun to be around. Everybody loved him. He just wasn't very good at basketball. And But you need, you need a cold calculator like Daryl Morey <laughs> to do anything about it. You do. <laughs> that was pretty cold. You need someone who doesn't view humans as human beings. <laughs> That's right. So against the Bulls, which I get, should we take that into account that it was against the Bulls? Against Laurie Markkinen? Did you see did you see that picture that Trey Kirby posted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcoming to the basket. <laughs> Laurie Markkinen's right this way, up. sir. Right this way. Right this way, sir. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but he was good, obviously, 10 of 20 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, 1 of 1 from the free throw line, 25 points. Uh, it was a big night for Mello. And, uh, can, he, can he do it back-to-back against his old team? Do you think he has any ill will towards the Thunder? Well, if you, if you listen to the stuff that he said this summer, he, it seems like he does. Yeah. I'm trying to think who other than Russ and PG was he really tight with on the team? I mean, he likes Steve. Was there, he likes Steve? Yeah. I'm just interested to see who he goes up to. Because, like, when we played the Clippers, you know, PG and Billy seem to be old pals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll be no issues there. Dynamic to see if. Yeah. I don't know. Anytime. All I've heard is that Mello was great and great to work with from everybody. So, I don't know. I think Mello was just trying to get a job this summer, throwing teams under the bus. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's great. He thinks he's the man. He took 20 shots. Dame took 10. Let's do this, baby. Come on. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm considering whether I should get tickets tonight. <clears throat> Oh, you got to go. If you can go. I just, I, I hate sitting in Loud City. Yeah. I'd rather be at home. Yeah. But you get to be in the same room with Mellow. 
It's a big room. It's a big room. Still one room. <laughs> uh, so we asked for questions from Reddit, Thunder Reddit in particular, and you guys delivered with some great questions. So we're going <laughs> to dive in and try to answer as many of these questions as possible. Question number Hey, one. before you, oh, before yeah, you do that, yeah. are you aware of the drama that's been occurring on Thunder Reddit lately? Um, with the mods? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you go into that a little bit? <laughs> I told someone on uh on Reddit last week that I would talk about it and then I forgot. Oh no. And man, they roasted me. Did they really? No, he called me a a dumb walnut or something. <laughs> I can't remember what his <laughs> word it's, was. Is that a popular insult? <laughs> I don't know. Thunder Reddit. Uh so th- so after the trade of PG and Russ, the mods on the Thunder subreddit instituted a new policy called Wayback Wednesday because there were so many posts just about old players. Mm-hmm. Like people were just very nostalgic during that time as they should be. It felt like the end of a Thunder era. And so the, everyone was just posting about old teams and old players. And so the mods were like, hey, we can't do this for the rest of the season. <laughs> How about we do Wayback Wednesday? On Wednesday, you can post whatever you want about all the old great memories you have of the Thunder team. And everyone was like, cool, fine. But then, Andrew, on Russell Westbrook's birthday, who I will remind you does not play for the Thunder anymore, well, his birthday, unfortunately, was not on a Wednesday. And somebody (laughs) wished him a birthday on that day, which was not a Wednesday. And so the mods took it down. And in response, there was a revolt, Andrew. (laughs) The people rose up fought back at the mods and forced the mods to make an apology post, which has been the top post on the Thunder subreddit for at least the last week. And uh, they apologized for taking down uh, the Russ birthday post. And they have I think they've done away with Wayback Wednesday. Now it's a free-for-all again. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's some high drama. High drama. Thunder fans don't know what to do with themselves this year. We don't, we don't know what to talk about. <laughs> We're just very uncomfortable with this whole situation. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, you know what? There's a lot of other people that don't know what to do themselves, and that's people that are looking for a home inspector. What do I do? Who do I contact? The answer is OKCHomeInspect.com. His name is Derek Sharing. He is one of the most trustworthy pr- people that I know on this planet. And so if you're looking for a home inspection... If you're looking for a mold inspection, um, if you need somebody to check out your attic or your HVAC unit or hot water heater, um, foundations, things like that, he'll inspect mold of all kinds, termite inspections. He's certified in all of these things. And Derek does energy audits. He has all kinds of things. So if you're looking for any sort of inspection, for your home or a home that you're looking to purchase. I know you have to do a home inspection if you're going to purchase a home or if you're selling your home. This is the guy. So you can go to his website, okchomeinspect.com, or you can contact him, area code 210-718-9477. This is in the OKC metro area and surrounding areas. So contact Derek again, 210 718-9477 718-9477 to get your home inspected. Again, he has all his licenses 
Go check out his website. It's pretty great. OKCHomeInspect.com. All right. Alex, let's get into these questions from Reddit. The first question is from Ahiti21. Do we think that Stephen Adams will get a triple-double this year? (laughs) When I first read this question, I thought it was an inside joke that I was not a part of. Uh, but then I looked at his uh, most recent game, Andrew. I didn't realize he had 10, 10, and 5. He's had a 9, uh, 10, and 6. Yeah. In his last four games. I mean, he's getting close. He's getting close. Here's the deal. I think that it's actually possible for this reason. That at some point this year, there will be no Gallinari. There will be no Schroeder even. I think... Those are very possible. I think Chris Paul is more likely to stay. There's there's touches. There's going to be touches to go around. And Steven is looking to pass. And so I think, I mean, if he can get five assists on a night where all those guys are playing, he may be able to get ten. I mean, that's possible where they just run more things through him. So uh, I'm going to say no, but I'm going to say it's it's possible, and I think he'll get close. And he's saying it's a question worth asking. It is a question worth asking. And I think that he he's the opposite of Russell in that if he knows that he's close to a triple double, he may just check himself out, sink back. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm not doing this, guys. Don't need the attention. He'll get mad at Billy for trying to put him back in. <laughs> right. He's like, no, no, no. No, no. Go, go. He'll, he'll do the go right ahead. He'll do the Lori marketing. Go right ahead for Mike Scala. Go right ahead, Mike. <laughs> uh, next question comes from at two apps, two main. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, how are the Raptors so good at developing undrafted guys like Van Vliet and Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis, etc.? Also, do you think Presti will ever draft someone like Van Vliet? who is not that tall or athletic, but has great basketball skills. I will remind you, they did draft Cameron Payne, and that was a thing. And he wasn't tall or athletic or good. But Do you think, uh, so it's two apps, two main. Does that mean he, when he goes out, he's getting two appetizers plus two main dishes? Oh, man. Uh, I think that's what that means, yeah. Wow. Big boy. <laughs> Big boy. Um <laughs> I don't know why the Raptors are so good at this. At, I think it's scouting. I think it's what they've done in their G League t- with their G League team. Uh, but the Thunder have a G League team that's just right across the street, and they haven't had a a ton of success with said G League team. Um, and so I'm interested to see. You know, maybe a guy like Lou Dort could be that because uh, I think that he does have a chance to be a player in the league just because of his ability to defend. Uh, but, yeah, I think that it's it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult to draft a guy or grab a guy that's undrafted and turn them into a player. I mean, that's why you know a lot of the undrafted guys that are good. You know, there's not that many of them. And so, I, I don't know, but the rap, you have to give the Raptors credit for what they've done. Uh, with their team. Even a guy like Siakam, he wasn't undrafted. He was a late first-round draft pick, but they developed him in the G League, developed him slowly with the Raptors, and now he is like a superstar, which is crazy. Um, and and I, I do wonder with Presti, because a lot of his later-round draft picks, I felt like 
he could kind of do whatever he wanted because the team was so good. Yeah. Um, so maybe he took more risks uh, with a guy like PJ3. Um, Gosh, he's I'm trying to think. Yeah, Josh. He's, yeah, he had some really random picks in there. Some weird ones. Whereas McGarry. Uh, now, now that he knows he's going to have a young developing team and these guys are going to likely be getting significant minutes up front or at least within their first two years, I wonder if it'll change at all who he's taking. Because at the top of the draft, I think he's just going to go best player available. Yeah, um, no doubt. For the foreseeable future. But yeah, those late those late first round picks. I wonder if he'll go with like more project players that drop. Yeah. Like he like kind of like a Perry Jones the third, or if he'll do I don't know, I don't I don't I can't imagine him doing like another Josh Hustis, even like Andre Robertson type pick. Yeah, I mean he he took Baisley. Right. Yeah. Year. Which I don't know I don't know how his his approach will change. Uh, we talked about this on other podcasts, but they they do, do need to find guys that can shoot. <laughs> I mean, once uh, Gallinari and uh, Chris Paul are off of this team, uh, there's not a lot of shooting left uh, for this squad outside of Shea and Ferguson. That's that's really about it. And so, and Schroeder, man, I wish Schroeder his overall numbers are are pretty brutal from three. I think he's like 22% from three overall, um, which is rough. But, um, I, you know, I, th- I think that's one thing they need to focus on in this next draft and the drafts heading forward is finding role players that can shoot and finding guys you can develop that can actually shoot it. And, and maybe Baisley can, because I mean, his numbers aren't, aren't horrible from deep. He's 36% on two attempts per game. If that's if that's who he is, that's great. And he can shoot and pass and handle and defend. That's great. He just needs to get more chances. You know, he's got four shots a game. And as these guys get traded, shots will become available. Shooters shooting the ball 13 times a game. That has to be redistributed somehow. Gallo shooting around the same. It's got to be redistributed throughout these guys and you think that Baisley will get a, a bigger chance, and that's you know that will be a part of the Thunder's tanking is giving Baisley minutes and probably giving him the start. So yeah, Whew, that'll be fun. It will be fun. I mean this this version of of tanking feels weird. It honestly it feels strange because you know they can win, you know they haven't won, and the Warriors game in particular just felt just kind of gross you know because at the end you're like i i want them to win because i don't want them to lose to kai bowman uh but i don't know what to do i don't i don't know how to feel because i would like them i would like the warriors to have another win because i I would like to lessen their chances it was just it was one of the weirder watches for me and i couldn't even tweet about it because i didn't even know what to say yeah and it was doubly weird for me because i watched that game and was like on one hand, miserable, and then like mad at myself for being miserable. Like, yeah. does this really matter? But it still like felt dirty. But then I was just, I hadn't looked at the box score until this morning. It's like a couple guys had like probably some of their best games. Like, Chris Paul was apparently awesome. He was very in that good game. in that game. Yeah. 
I was so miserable watching, I didn't even notice. And like <laughs> Schroeder having 22 points and Gallinari having 15, 7, and 6. Yeah. So you look back and you're like, oh, they had a pretty nice, pretty nice offensive night. They had 26 assists. Yeah. Like, they shot 82% from the line. Uh, but yeah, in the moment, I was I, I couldn't believe that they had come back at the end. <laughs> I, I had I had no emotional response to that. Yeah, they. I was just staring at my screen. They won the fourth quarter, twenty six to fourteen. Yeah, I mean it was that last three minutes was just wild. It was, it was as if it was very it was like a Cinderella moment where like the clock had struck midnight and that was at three minutes left in the game and everything just unraveled and I was like oh no. Like, this is the real Kai Bowman. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it was very, very strange. Uh, next question, NBA Reddit 1 asks, where do you where do you think the Denver pick is going to land? How do you feel about the trade? Jeremy's numbers look down this year, but I haven't seen any Denver games, so I don't know if it's just lack of opportunity or regression in shooting. So what are your, what are your thoughts on the looking back at the Jeremy Grant trade? What are your thoughts? Uh, I still feel the same way I did. I was hoping that he would, you know, have an opportunity to get a little more exposure. I honestly feel like I've read more pieces about Paul Millsap this year. Yeah. For whatever reason. I did I did see a tweet last night, because I'm not, like, watching every Denver game, where Jeremy Grant had, like, 16 points at some point, and the rest of the Nuggets had, like, 17. Mm-hmm. So he must have had a good game last night. But, yeah, he's not... I mean, only shooting 30% from three uh, and taking less attempts than he did last year. I mean, on the other hand, he's only playing 22 minutes a game. Yeah. So they're, I, this, this may, I mean, we assumed like, oh, he's going to get at least 15 million. And we we're talking about even higher than that. Yeah. But I mean, if he comes off of a season where he's shooting 30% from three and he's not even That's hitting funny. double digits in points and, getting 3.6 rebounds like mm-hmm. I don't know maybe he won't yeah I don't know I, I'm in, I'm interested because are they trying to uh suppress his his value here in Denver bringing him off the it bench? honestly it wouldn't be a bad idea because Millsap is expiring <laughs> I know so little... they they have him for this season and then next season you could give him the full-time gig at a reduced cost mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's that's kind of pretty whack of them to do that if that's a real thing <laughs> like we don't want to pay you big money all right see you later buddy um we don't want to we don't want to pay him 20 million we'd rather pay him 15 and yeah if we bring him off the bench and play him 20 minutes a game that would be possible and which denver's a team that people say they won't pay the tax and right you know they're gonna i mean if they want to contend you have to pay the tax you have to. And so that would be interesting. I feel the same way about the trade. I, I think it's a good trade. I think getting a first-round pick for a guy that's expiring is a big deal, and it's not an easy thing to do. Plus, it saved the Thunder a boatload of money. And it was, it was really a no-brainer, and they didn't have to take any salary back. So it was, it was a no-brainer. It's a, a better situation for Jeremy. Uh, better situation for the Thunder. Because right now, if, if Jeremy Grant's on the Thunder, Darius Bates no doesn't play. Yeah, <laughs> He doesn't play. Yeah, And 
you know, it just depends on what the goal is. And I think the Thunder sent a pretty clear signal, like, what's the goal? The goal is to eventually tank. And when you're having to, like, right now, if you feel like you have to deal Gallo, you feel like you have to deal Schroeder. Hi, buddy. (laughs) So I've got these doors in my office. It's just two... It's two doors that don't that the doors don't really shut, and you can just bust them open uh, at any time. <laughs> so my one year old who's walking now just bust the door open. It's like da da. So, um, <laughs> anyways, uh, if you're trying to deal all those guys, I that's a lot harder to do than than now just having to deal with Gallo and and Schroeder probably. Um, and if you can find a yeah. spot for Nerlens, but if you're trying to do like five guys <laughs> during the season or at the trade deadline, that's way more difficult. And you may not be able to get a first rounder for Jeremy Grant at the trade deadline. So especially if he's regressed to this, if he's shooting thirty percent from three this season with this squad, probably coming off the bench for the Thunder as well, which is a, a downgrade for him. He shoots thirty percent, like oh, well, maybe like the shine is off of Jeremy Grant a little bit, and. Is that a guy that we're willing to spend a first-round pick on? I don't know. And so I he played well last night, still only 1-4 from three, but 7-13 from the field, 5-7 from the free-throw line. I think he's a good player, um, but I think ultimately is the best thing for the Thunder moving forward. And I think the Denver pick, we can't expect it to be any better than like 25 at best. Yeah, where are they in the standings now? They're second in the West. Yeah, thirteen and three. Um, yeah. They they've been pretty solid throughout the early part of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that the yeah twenty five is a reasonable expectation, and which you know the twenty fifth pick in a normal draft is is not a great pick, uh, but you know it's still a first rounder, and you still get a chance to take a guy. So right now it would be the twenty eighth pick in the draft. I do think there's enough talent across the league. It's not like I think the nuggets are so much better than these other teams where if they do have like a short term injury to one of their main guys that could become more like the 20th pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally possible. Uh, And I, and I don't think it's going to take as many wins in the Western conference to get at the top as it has in the past. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I think that, but I do think that it's it's possible that that it's twenty five ish, which is a fine pick. And you know, you never know who you can get there. I mean, the Thunder got Serge Ibaka in the twenties, ended up being franchise changing player, helped them, you know, push to being a contender, and then ultimately was one of their best trade chips. So you just never know. Or he could be Mitch McGarry, who smokes a bunch of weed, and then goes and is a pro bowler now. You just never know. Uh, Next question is from TJ BZ. Do you think Dennis' usage is too high? Is it hurting SGA's development? So I was looking, his his usage this season isn't even top four in his career Mm -hmm. for Schroeder. So he's definitely had higher usage seasons. I don't think it's necessarily hurting SG's development, SGA's development, SG's. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's helping. It's just kind of he just kind of is who he is. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder. 
I mean, it's wild looking at his stats compared to last year, how similar they are. Mm-hmm. Like some of these are off by like 0.1 or 0.2. Yeah. He is the exact same guy. He's shooting it better from the field and that's about it. Um, so I think he's just going to be what he's going to be. I'm not too worried about it affecting SGA. Obviously we love to see SGA just have more responsibility in the offense. I feel like he's kind of faded these last couple weeks. Um, just haven't noticed him as much when he's on the court, but I, I don't, I don't blame Dennis for that. I've kind of resigned myself to what Dennis is. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, you look at what SGA did last year compared to what he's doing now as a big leap in responsibility and right. Yeah. I mean, do, would I want Dennis Schroeder to have the highest usage rate on the team? <laughs> no, I would not. Does he? Yes. Uh, but is it hurting his SGA's development? I really, I'm not sure that I buy that. I feel like he's developed well up to this point, And I think that Billy's doing a good job with him. And so I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying into that. That sure is hurting his development. And there's a there's a good chance that Schroeder won't be a part of this squad for the entire season. And, you know, that they will have a chance to redistribute, you know, the shots and the touches and opportunity. And a majority of that will probably go to SGA. So uh, he will have his time. And next season, SGA will have his time to do all this. And I, and I do think that there's some value in him being around some veteran players that have been in the league for a long time. Um, especially Chris Paul. I'm not sure that I really want him learning a ton from Schroeder, but again, Schroeder has been pretty good this year and he's competed at a high level. His he's competed on the defensive end at a higher level than he did even did last year, which has been pretty impressive. And so I think there's, there's some stuff to take there. Um, but uh, am I worried that it hurts his development? No, uh, I'm not. I, I think that people worry about those type of things too much. I really do. I think people worry about tanking, hurting people's development. I think they worry about other players hurting their development. The truth is that if you're a great player, those things aren't going to hold you back. They're just not. The only thing that can hold somebody back is maybe if they're just not as talented as you think they are. And so I, I really, I'm, I'm not worried about it. And I don't, I don't think Thunder fans should be worried about it either. But like, okay, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Cause I think it's impossible to know that like, w- like what if Kawhi had been drafted by the Kings? Mm-hmm. Do we think that Kawhi was such an obvious hall of famer, which he is going to be at this point that he could have gone to any organization and he would have turned into Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, that's a hypothetical, but like who, like give me an example of somebody that you can point to and be like, yeah, that dude was destroyed by losing in particular. I'm not talking about bad organizations, but like strategic, strategic tanking. I don't think you can give an example because all of the, it is hypothetical. Like it's possible that some of these guys could have been really good players and that they were influenced by being on bad organizations that lost all the time when they originally came into the league. I mean, making it just about strategic tanking is different because 
how many teams have actually done that. I mean, we only know about the Sixers. Obviously, there's a ton of teams that have been losing for decades, but they never had a like clear plan about yeah. why they were doing it. I would just argue so that I don't those know. players just aren't very. Then they're just not very. They're not good players. Those aren't great players. Then that would be my argument: is that the players that people would say that were, you know, stunted, but they're, they're they're just not great players. Great players. A lot of the great players throughout NBA history have played on bad teams, because that's how you get those players. Right. There's very few. No, I, it, and so and, and it there, hasn't hurt the development of many, 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 many superstars in the NBA. It hasn't even people want to point at Devin Booker. Devin Booker's great. He's a good player. Like a really good player. Probably maximized who he could be. And is it because he's on the Suns? Nope. I think Devin Booker would be awesome no matter what. And he is awesome. And so it, cer- it certainly hasn't hurt hurt his development. Now have the Suns been a horrible, horribly run franchise? Yeah. Up until this season they have been. And so I don't. I just don't buy it. I think the guys that are going to be great are going to be great, and I, I don't. I think people worry about like next season if the Thunder win twenty games, is that going to hurt SGA's development? No, like he's going to get a billion touches and he's going to get every chance to try everything and figure out who he is as an offensive player, and it's it'll probably be a better thing for him to do that. So I don't. Yeah, know. and it, it it probably has more to do organizationally. Um, than it does with the idea of like strategic tanking because even if the Thunder are bad, it's still going to be a very good organization mm-hmm. um, for players to grow and develop in. Yeah, which is is a huge difference. And I know I just attempted to make the argument against you, but like you could even look at someone like Nerlens Noel, who was on the, some of the worst basketball teams that have ever played in the history of the, mm-hmm. of the NBA. And he still got offered a massive contract based off of that. Yeah. I mean, he was still able to get himself a $17 million a year contract that he turned down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always, there's always going to be guys you can pick out. Like I was thinking about Kevin Garnett going to the Timberwolves and how bad they were for so long. But I, I don't think that necessarily stunted his growth. Everyone knew he was Kevin Garnett mm-hmm. and knew he was amazing. I mean, Embiid wasn't stunted by it. Giannis wasn't stunted by it. Sure didn't hurt Luka last year. You know, James Harden for that one or for that one year in Houston where they weren't great. I don't, I don't know. That didn't do anything to him. LeBron James didn't make the playoffs his first season. Did that destroy his development? I'm not sure that it did. Kyrie Irving played on those horrible Cleveland teams. I mean, those were miserable and not even organizationally run well. Did it hurt his development? I I don't see that. Brandon Ingram is showing out in New Orleans right now. Did playing for those bad Lakers teams really just damage him so badly? Uh, I don't think so. Is anybody going to say that the Hawks being bad is is a bad thing for Trey Young? Is he not going to be a star? Oh, look at the win-loss record. He's not going to be a star. Never going to be a star. I, I don't think so. I think he's already a star. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of guys that you can run through. I mean, Steph Curry, I mean, they lost a lot of games early on in his career. Some of it was due to his injury, but I mean, that, I I just don't, I just don't buy it. I think that if you're going to be a top 10 player, I don't think it matters where you are. I think that you're just going to be a killer anyways. So, 
And I guess the reality is like, when people when people are saying this, they're usually thinking about the Sixers and thinking about like Jaleel Okafor or some other of these guys who ran through the Sixers. But yeah. the, the reality is that when you do this and you get all these picks, more than half of those probably aren't going to work out. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of misses. And the entire point of doing the strategic tanking is to give yourself more opportunities to hit. But w- what comes along with that is a lot of failures. So we're going to have a lot more guys like Cameron Payne who just run through this organization sure. and we don't hear about them ever again. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the, happen. the hope is that you nail, you know, one to two of those and get really high level players and then you're set and it doesn't matter that you miss on the other ones. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think anybody's there's a big outcry for Jalil Okafor right now. Like he was the future of the league and then they won 12 games and it destroyed his soul. I mean, no, no, nobody's saying that everybody's like, yeah, the Sixers made a bad pick and that's a guy that has the NBA has passed by, you know, as a low post scorer. And he's a role player now, and he's playing well for them. Great. That's probably the ceiling of what he can be. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Was that was that a part of the question that we were answering? Nope. That was, oh, nope. it was SGA's, <laughs> it was Dennis Schroeder's usage, right? Okay. <laughs> iCarpet1 first says, love your podcast so far. Thank you, iCarpet. Uh, Sounds like a threat. So far. <laughs> so far. Don't screw it up. Don't screw this up for the rest of the time. This question is, assuming we trade Gallo by the trade deadline and Curry saying that he could come back, what are the chances that we out-tank the Warriors? Oh, man. Whew, that would be that would have to be a photo finish because they're getting a pretty good head start on us. It's going to take some serious tanking to catch up. It really will. And maybe the Thunder have it in them to do it. You think Curry really, really will come back to this? I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, guys have broken their hand before and come back pretty quickly, like within four to six weeks. Yeah. And it generally hasn't been a, a long term issue for them. I don't know. I mean, I maybe it's not up to him. Maybe the team will just tell him to sit. I would want to come back. I mean, what are you going to do this whole time? I don't I mean, know. Poor, poor Draymond is just, he hasn't even been playing lately, but when he's been out there, he's just been on this island, and it's like, why is he even out there? He clearly doesn't care. No, he does not. <laughs> Maybe they'll get him an extra hand surgery or something, or just pretend that he broke his hand again or something. Yeah, but even if we trade Gallo, if you have Chris Paul on this team, you're not going to be able to out-tank whatever we just saw. In, yeah. the, in the Chase Center. No. Because that no, is no. a pretty impressive tank <laughs> roster they've, really is. they've put together. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, at, not at, Vince McMahon's Burner asks, how exactly does Billy keep from getting let go after his contract is up this year? Does he have to make the playoffs? <laughs> they are two games out, Andrew. I know. And they had they've had seven games within what like five points or something. Yeah, it's crazy to think how close. Like they could have won two of those seven games and they'd be tied with the Suns right now, who <laughs> have probably had like a hundred articles written about them at this point. <laughs> I know. That's how close this all is. We're so close to being the Suns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's wild. I yeah. wonder. Do you think people would be writing stories about us if we were? 
in the like seventh or eighth seed? I don't think so. Any, no one would care. No, just because I think everybody knows where this is headed. Yeah. You know, and the Suns, they're trying to do this. They're trying to be eight and eight right now. That's what their goal is. And the Thunder are, that is not their goal. I think that's pretty apparent. So I think people, it would be more like, what's the point of writing an article about the Thunder if they're 500 today? Burn. Uh, I think Billy needs to uh, make sure he SGA likes him. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt. He just needs to not actively hate him. Right. Um, I don't think he has to make the playoffs. I don't really know what they're going to do, though. I would believe anything. I would believe them signing like him to a four-year extension at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it would also not surprise me if right after the last game he got fired yeah. and they started a new search. It's just weird because we usually, like in the past, have heard about coaching candidates. I haven't really heard anything like people even floating interesting names yeah so it doesn't seem like they have someone lined up yeah not not that i'm aware of that is outside of the organization yeah i don't know but i i think there may be some some coaching candidates on the thunder's bench that they that they may go with so um i don't think it's mo cheeks um but I think that they could they could you know bring somebody up from within. Uh, let's go to the next question. It is from at Smiley Cotton. Uh, do you think Thunder fans have a rational explanation of the upcoming drafts, or do you think they will sensationalize the amount of picks OKC, OKC has as some kind of edge amongst competition? So he's basically asking, are we going to act like Celtics fans? Because yes. Celtics fans for the longest time were like, hey, we're going to have four first-round picks in this draft. Ainge is going to make some crazy move. And it never happened. And he always <laughs> just kept drafting guys that no one was actually that excited about. Yeah. And that's honestly like the more likely scenario. Like I talked about earlier, like we're going to cycle through some guys who have short stays in Oklahoma City and never turn into anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having multiple draft picks in a draft doesn't really mean a lot except for the fact that you are getting more opportunities to potentially hit on one of those. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of failure mixed in there. Yeah. Just more bites at the apple. But Uh, it's fun when you have more picks because then we'll be talking about, you know, in March and April, we'll be talking about the draft and we can basically – Discuss everyone from pick one to pick 60. I mean, they're all going to be in play. Yeah, they will. (laughs) They really will. We're going to have to know everybody. Especially because, like, if there's a guy you pick out and you're like, oh, man, he's going to be picked at pick 10, let's say. And the Thunder might have, like, a couple picks and they could move up to a guy if they Mm -hmm. wanted to. Mm -hmm. Like, they have so much extra. They They can target whoever they want, really. Yep. Yeah, they really can. Next question is from at the Swagger Jacket, and it's a long one, so bear with me, but it's very much worth it. I've collected a pretty good amount of signed memorabilia over the years from almost every Thunder player, except Grant Jarrett, who big-timed me, and I just can't get over it. This was before a game in Memphis whenever the players load on the bus after leaving the hotel. I was the only person out of 50 gathered there that called his name as he was walking out. I assume because I was the only person who recognized him. 
I do not know what the reason was. He decided to walk past me that day. Maybe he was just startled that I knew his name. The disgust he looked at me with as he passed by me, as he passed me by, has haunted me from time to time. I doubt he listens to the pod, but on the off chance that he does, I want him to know I only ask for his autograph to be nice so that he didn't feel left out. I've since changed my ways and never asked for autographs. Most people come off as pretty slimy doing it, and I don't want to be associated with that, even though I always tried to be polite. Which leads me to my questions. Question one, should I feel bad about being big-timed? Two, what is your opinion on autographs? Ask or no? Sorry for the long build-up. Big fan of what you guys do. Uh, yes, he should feel very ashamed for being big time by Grant Jarrett. <laughs> That's a weird, I mean that, weird one to be that, big time by. I know because I'm assuming he's implying that he has like Russ's autograph and KD's autograph. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if he got him himself. But like, yeah, Grant Jarrett. I mean, that is definitely like the bottom of the historical OKC roster. Like when I think back to the last decade, he is definitely like one of those last couple spots of guys I cared or thought about. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, less impactful than Josh Eustace is. Yeah. Is where he is on, on the thunder. So, uh, should you feel bad? I think (laughs) feel bad. I think you should feel weird about it. (laughs) I don't know if you should feel bad about it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's cool for kids. Yeah. Kids seem to enjoy it. But honestly, like a picture is so much cooler in like 10 years. Like if I had a picture of me and Russell Westbrook or like I have that picture of me and a Tabo Cephalosha. I met him at the boys to men concert and he was there with Serge Ibaka. And I did, I didn't trust myself enough to know that it was Serge Ibaka, but it was him (laughs) because it was the summer before he came. Uh huh. And like I didn't ask for an autograph because like who cares? Like, what am I gonna look at a Tabo autograph? Like <laughs> <laughs> that's so lame. But a picture, like that's cool. Like I can show that and I'll have a story for it for the rest of my life, you know? Yep. Something good. Yeah. I've got some autograph stuff. I got when James Harden was here in his first season, I've got a bunch of stuff that he autographed. Oh, uh, um, you look at it? And I just stare at it. It's actually <laughs> it's actually put away. Um but I, I don't know. I feel I do feel weird about autographs now. And with a media credential, it actually says that you could not get autographs. So I I could not go to oh, a game gosh, and get autographs be... now. Not that I would want to or that I would. Um, but it's it's nice. It's nice that I can't. <laughs> when you saw DeAndre Jordan in the airport, you just yeah. did a picture, right? Just did a picture. Yep. Yep. I agree with the you picture thing. If you if you see an NBA player like that, I think a a picture is way better. Like I, it's it's awesome to look at that picture of me and DeAndre Jordan back then. So I got a pic me in a picture with me and Jamario Moon on that same trip. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, what a trip! <laughs> it was a great trip. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for pictures. If you can get an autograph though of of a superstar player, great. If you, I mean. I wouldn't waste your time trying to get Grant Jarrett autographs. That's, <laughs> but if you could get like a Russell Westbrook signed something or a Paul George signed something, like those things are legitimately worth money. And so, that's 
that's where I stand on those. Picture's great, or a signed thing from a superstar, or like a future Hall of Famer. You know, if you're if you're going to get autographs, that's who you should target. Don't worry about Grant Jarrett, and that's why you shouldn't feel bad about being big timed. Is that you can do nothing with a Grant Jarrett signed anything. So, and he could just forge it, and no one would ever know. That's true. Has anyone ever seen Grant Jarrett's signature? Maybe it's a lot like nope. Kyle Singler's signature where he just prints it. Wait, like in just regular print, not cursive? Yeah, have you not seen this? No, that's that's cool though. I like that. There was a signed Thunder Basketball. Everybody else signed it. Kyle Singler printed his name on it. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> um, Uncle Mitchell, who gets traded away first? And what are the potential teams to trade with? So this is a lot of people had trade questions. And I, I, I think it'd be cool to try to rank like top five teams that we think are going to make a move the quickest. Okay. That we actually think are going to make moves. That they will actually do it. Yeah. Like and bigger moves. Mm-hmm. Like what? What teams would you target? I mean, we've all we've always talked about the Trailblazers. I think they're still a very good candidate, even okay. with Melo's amazing last <laughs> game in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I think that they're definitely a candidate. I think the Suns could be a candidate to do something. I think that they make yeah. irrational decisions. I think that they'll see if they get halfway through the season and they're close to eight. I think that they probably look at that and say like, okay. Let's let's go for it. Let's go get Gallinari. Yeah, um, I think that makes a lot of sense. What do you think about the Spurs? There's been a lot of talk about like this Aldridge and DeRozan thing just isn't working. Yeah, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they could get Chris Paul, I feel like he would be perfect for old man pop. And I would, if I was the Spurs, I wouldn't necessarily not do it because of Dejounte Murray. Yeah, because I feel like he can. He's kind of like an SGA where he can do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the Spurs will do. They're a team that just traditionally has not made in-season trades, and but they may be forced to at this point, especially. And but also the question is, who in the world is trading for Demar Derozan? Isn't he expiring? Yeah, but still, who in the world is trading for Demar Derozan? We will. The Thunder will give me a pick. Give me a pick and DeRozan. <laughs> you think, but if you're the Spurs, who are a well-run organization that understands the value of first-round picks, are they giving up a pick? I don't know. Do you want Pop's last season to be a sad little exit, <laughs> a little whimper, not even making the playoffs? It may be whether they make a trade or not. Um, I'm looking at other teams. I think the Suns is a great one because the the teams you want to target are the teams that haven't made the playoffs in a while. They finally have a shot Mm -hmm. and like they realize, Ooh, we have to do this. We have to go for it. The Timberwolves are a weird one though, because I don't think their new GM is in that same mold. I mean, he just got there. I don't know if he personally (laughs) cares if they make the playoffs this year. No, I don't think so. I I think in the past, the Timberwolves, this Timberwolves team would have been great, but are you really you're not. I don't think they can make the same mistake twice. It's like okay. Right. Well, now like Jared Culver for uh, Chris Paul in a three-team deal. I mean, I just don't. I just don't see it. I just don't see them no. doing that. 
What about the Mavericks? Because the Mavericks are a little better than everyone has thought. Yeah. They don't. They really could use like a third good player. Because mm-hmm. I don't. I can't even tell you who their third best player is right now. Yeah. I don't know if they have the pieces, but they do have the Tim Hardaway contract. He's they been do. pretty good lately, but that's a bigger contract. Looking in the East, you know, the Pistons are always a potential. Yeah. I mean, they're they out of the playoffs right now. Yeah. And they, I mean, what are they doing if they don't make the playoffs? And I, th- I think the Magic are too, because the Magic, mm-hmm. you know, they brought back Vooch. They are coming off their first playoff appearance in a long time. And now they're six and 10, a half game up on Detroit for the eighth spot. Yeah. No, I think all I think those they teams would have make to consider sense. it. Mm-hmm. I Brooklyn, so. I don't. Brooklyn, I don't feel the same way about. No, I mean they're waiting on KD. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of indifferent. I'm trying to look at some of these other ones. I mean, people talk about Boston, but they don't have the pieces to trade back. Right. Yeah, they would have to tr- trade like a core piece. <laughs> so yeah, so Magic, Pistons, Suns, Blazers, and then maybe Spurs. I feel like that's a pretty good five. Yeah. No, I I, I think so too. Throwing the Kings just because the Kings are always up oh, yeah. for doing something crazy. That's a good one. They they have a little – it feels like they've had their core this whole time. They just need to play better. Mm-hmm. And they're getting there. I mean, they're only a game back now. Yep. But, yeah, in terms of who will be traded first, I do think it's going to be Gallo. In terms of who he could be traded to, I mean, honestly, I think the Mavs are a great fit. We've, we've talked about the Blazers endlessly. Yeah. Uh, Suns. I think the Suns would be a great fit. Yeah, I think all those teams could be could be in for for Gallo, which means it'll be some team that we haven't even talked about that'll end up trading for Danilo Gallinari. Um, right. Uh, Thick BBQ wants to know what is your favorite fast food Mexican restaurant of choice, Taco Bell or Taco Bueno? Uh, those are my only options. I think that we can open this up to other options starting now. Go. Starting now. So I'm going to tell you about a little hole in the wall, Andrew. Uh, It's right down the street from me. It's called Burrito Azteca. Oh. And uh, you can get five. They have big burritos for under six bucks. Mm. And you can do the El Especial, which is a burrito, chips and salsa, a beer, and a shot of tequila for $13. Wow. This is, but this isn't fast food, is it? It's faster. It's cheap food, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, if I had to choose between those two, I think I'd go Taco Bell. I don't know if I've ever eaten at Taco Bueno. Really? Yeah. Well, it's gone downhill. That, it's that gone downhill in recent, in, in recent years. I mean, I haven't been to one in a long time. You know where I have been? That's not Taco Bell or Taco Bueno because I don't really eat oh, those anymore. The um, uh, it starts with a Y. No, no. <laughs> it's another taco, Taco Casa. Which oh, I thought you were doing the Yucatan. Oh no, no, no. Place. I thought we were going into an ad. <laughs> we're not going into an ad, but theirs is great. They're not fast food. They are delicious. It's seriously the best taco I've had in OKC. But we're not doing an ad for them. They're great though. Um. <laughs> Taco Casa, and they're only located south of I-40 in OKC. 
And I hadn't experienced this until one of my friends recommended it to me. And it is, it's very, very good. It's, it's like Taco Bueno if Taco Bueno was still good and was serving fresh food. It's very good. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's not even close. Man, how do you feel if you were the uh, social media manager for Taco Mayo? You're listening to the pod right now, and you're like, "Man, yeah. I can't even get a, can't even get a mention." Can you guys just Mayo, af- refer to us? Mayo is is whack, man. It's it's not good. Uh, let's get in a couple more questions. V B N Z eight nine. No one talks about trading Noel. If we were looking to trade him, what would be the expected return? No one talks about it because he has a no trade. He does? He signed to a one-year deal, right? Yeah. I don't know if he has a no trade, though. No, but that's you have like a functional no trade when you sign a one-year deal, right? I don't know. That's true. I either. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think he does. But I may be wrong. I'm open to the fact of being wrong. Uh, I, if he were to be traded, I would guess like a second round pick or maybe a, a young player. Like, I think that him traded to the Clippers for Fiondu Cabangale makes a ton of sense for both teams. Cause Cabangale is not ready to play today. And Nolan Zoel is, and they could use, uh, a big guy that can protect the rim for a few minutes. So I think something like that would make sense. So, but yeah. I don't know. I can't find if he has a no trade or not. Let us know. Because um, I thought that was the same issue with KCP. I think it has something to do with bird rights or being signed. How you're yeah. signed. Because Thunder, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, is is my official answer to that. <laughs> I really have no idea. Hey, let, let, hey, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments if you figure like, that out. Like, share, and uh, tell us what we don't know. I would, I would guess that he does not. Uh, uh, Miguel Devella wants to know, uh, would you sell your soul to the devil to get Luka Doncic right now? First of all, shout out to Miguel for capitalizing the D and devil. Got to show respect. <laughs> uh okay selling your soul to the devil let me ask you something yeah if you selling your soul to the devil just means that you're you're uh going to hell that's you're just saying i'm i'm willing to go to hell for eternity for this one thing yeah so if you already think you're going to hell yeah it's really not too much of a big deal right (laughs) i guess so (laughs) that's your belief yeah so uh, i say we find someone (laughs) Who's feeling pretty bad about themselves <laughs> <laughs> and go ahead and make that deal with the devil. Now, maybe the devil already knows at that point, you know, that would I mean, be, he's, he's got it. That would be the craziest day in the NBA. Well, suddenly Luka Doncic is now a member of the thunder because Bill <laughs> sold his soul to the devil. Shout out Bill. Shout We'd out have to Bill. have him on the pod. We'd have to have Bill on the pod, a new Tuesday pod with Bill. <laughs> uh last question and maybe the most important question from bash underscore m o h gummy worms or gummy bears 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, obviously a big gummy head over here. Uh, wow. I've definitely had good versions of both. You know, some say they're technically the same, just different shapes. Um, I, I gotta say, I do like the way gummies work. I mean, the gummy worms work, you know, yeah. you bite off half, mm -hmm. you can pull it, you can pull your neck back really far, snapping it off. <laughs> there's, there's something to that, to that. Um, but then with the gummy bears, you can like pop multiple ones at, at a time. If you mm -hmm. try to throw three worms in your mouth, a couple of them worms ain't getting in, you know, <laughs> they're going to bounce right off. So it's kind of what you're looking for, you know? Are you looking to eat a lot at one time? Yeah. Doing a big pop in your mouth? Or do you kind of want to savor them, have a little fun? It's it's a little more involved eating the worms, I would say. Yeah. Have you had the miniature gummy bears? Uh, like smaller than Haribo? Yeah. Even smaller? Wow. No, I have not. They're very good. I'm. Th those seem dangerous. I'm all about mini. So there's... So I got those were at a Thunder game and they were great. And they also have many Reese's pieces that are just been consistently at every Thunder home game for the media. And they're so good. They're better than the regular. So I'm all about mini. So mini gummy bears. I've never seen mini gummy worms. I'm not sure that that is a thing. But I also didn't know that mini gummy bears was a thing. Is that just for candy or are you into that for all food? I think just for candy. Okay. I'm also into Oreo Thins. Ugh, no. What? Uh, I don't like that at all. Have you had them? Yeah, they're not good. Why? Because they're too thin. <laughs> I think they're delicious. No, what you need to get with, because I can't eat dairy, you need to get down with Newman O's. Newman O's? Yeah, they're made by Paul Newman. No, they're, they're not. They're Yes, they are. They're organic Oreos, and they're like $7 a pack. <laughs> but they're good, and they taste just like Oreos, but they're Numino's. <laughs> Do they make Numino Thins? No, of course not. That's nasty. Okay. That's too bad. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schleck. Follow Alex on Twitter at Al Baby Cakes. Follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you got time. If you enjoyed the show today, click on the Purple Podcast app on your iPhone. Search down to dunk. Hit five stars. Boom. It's very helpful to us. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Have a great Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy time with family and friends. Um, make sure that they know um, how much you care about them. That kind of stuff is important. So hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys again. Um, maybe Friday. I don't know when we'll do the show, but... Um, later on this week for sure.